Buenos dias, buenos dias, buenos dias. Welcome to today's Mayito Minute. What we're going to talk about today is environment, our environment and how our environment works for us or it works against us. Now, again, just like with a lot of the things that I throw out at us here on this podcast, this is a touchy subject, right? This is a subject where I feel like the culture has it backwards, the culture, because it's, because it's popular. Look, they, all right, here we go. Um, when the culture, you know, propagates these thoughts and notions and ideas, it's because the culture at large can benefit from the kind of perceptions and the kind of ideas that they put out there. So what, what looks to be gained from the thought, the belief that you can't do anything about your environment. Now we know, we know that this is prevalent. I mean, just look around and see how many folks, how many media outlets, how many stories, how many things come about. And the common cry is, well, I'm just, uh, I'm a product of my environment. That That's what I had around. Um, you know, just those kinds of storylines, like that kind of undertow it is so prevalent in our culture, right? So I will say this, I will say that popular opinion has one thing correctly. The thing that they have correctly is that our environment does influence us. Our environment does exercise. I'm going to use control because I can't think of a better word right now, but you know, I, I wouldn't say it's control. Our environment, what we have immediately around us, what we can see immediately around us, it, it does affect us to some degree. Even a person like me who believes in, you know, like stoic philosophy, cognitive behavioral therapy, like even, even I would say, because Stoics would say, well, you shouldn't be affected by anything. Like nothing should affect you. Like you should be pretty much a stone wall. I wouldn't go down the path that far with a Stoic. I would say, nah, I, I see that in theory. I agree with you. In theory, I agree that we should be unaffected by anything but our own minds and our own thoughts. However, I can't go all the way to the end of the tracks with you on that one. I've got to stop a few steps before that and I've got to say, you know what? That sounds great and that would 100% work. However, I can't dismiss the fact that what I see in my environment, what I experience in my immediate environment is going to make its way into my mind and somehow affect my thoughts. So I would say the culture has that part correct. They are, they are, I like, I can walk with them on that and say, yep, our environment definitely affects us. However, here's where there's a fork in the road. And I think this is a big one. We can control a lot of our environment. We can control a lot of what's around us. I know this is not popular. I understand. I'm thinking of a certain few examples in my head where a lot of people would say there is absolutely no way that that can be changed, that that can be manipulated. But I'm telling you that pretty much in every example, I feel that our environment 
can be changed in a way. Even if the environment, the physical environment itself does not change. Now you're going, whoa, wait a minute. All right, let's let's dive a little bit deeper. Let's think about this. There's a guy named James Stockdale who was a pilot, an American pilot, that was shot down and was taken to a prison camp. Um, and he was held there, obviously against his will. And his environment was pretty much set, right? Like what he saw around him, where he was placed, what he ate, like all of those things were set. Um, so there's an example of, well, Mario, where are you trying to go with this? Because that guy's environment obviously could not be changed. Like his physical surroundings, what he was able to wear or not wear the temperature that he was, you know, um, exposed to those kinds of things. And I'm thinking, yeah, you're right. Okay. However, this is where the Stoic thought would say, well, what about your thoughts? What about what you're thinking? What about your perceptions of that particular environment? And what he did was he actually changed what he saw around him, even though what his eyes saw, what his skin felt didn't really change. Now, it's kind of odd and it's kind of weird because he had to do the mind trick thing, right? He had to do the thing where he's in a cell, he's surrounded by hostility, but he had to act as if maybe he wasn't there or be unaffected by that. that that's the example of the stoic thought. But for many of us, I'm going to throw that out and we're just going to walk into where I feel many of us are. That's an extreme example. And if you find yourself in that kind of scenario or something similar to that, yes, I I would say right there, that's for those of us that believe, well, Mario, my environment cannot be changed. Like there's no way that it's going to change. It is set. Look at that right there. There you go. If if you find yourself there, then that would be more down your alley where, okay, you're right. It's going to be, it's going to be based more on your mind and not being affected and applying some of these stoic principles. However, for many of us, what we find is we're not a product of our environment. Let's face it. I mean, I'm sitting here in my bedroom and I'm looking around at my bedroom, like my my immediate environment around me right here, right now. And I've got all the lights off except for this one little lamp that I've got right next to me. I'm sitting on a kind of recliner type of a, a chair And I've got books next to me and I've got a cup of coffee. I've got my fan on and it's quiet, right? Like I have purposefully created this kind of environment for me at eight o'clock in the morning because I want to do some deep thinking. I want to do some meditation. I want to do some reading, right? I want to press into some of the pain points for me that I'm feeling today or that I've just been struggling with lately or whatever. Like I want to have some deep time for reflection. So I have cultivated an environment that will allow me to get into that space, right? So my question is not to drag this out too long because I feel like this is simple and I don't want to be wordy. My question is how are we cultivating our environment? Like how are we taking hold of our environment to put ourselves in positions so that the things that we do on a daily basis actually come about and actually happen.
No, I didn't leave. I want you to think about that. Your house, your garage, your workplace, your nightstand right next to your bed, whatever you can think of. Think of what, what's around you, what's around you right now. Are you driving while you listen to this? What route do you take when you drive to work? That's environment. Well, Mario, my commute would be longer this other way. Well, I mean, if you're going to skip driving by your favorite place to grab breakfast and you're on a diet and you're wanting to lose weight and you know that place isn't the best for you, is it a good thing maybe that your commute is three minutes longer if you can celebrate that victory of not having gone to that particular establishment to go get breakfast? I mean, I'm just asking a good, and it's a, it's a hard question for us to sit with because for many of us, we have to say, oh man, busted. I'm actually cultivating a lot of the things that I'm doing on a daily basis are actually the underpinning of the environment that I have created for myself. I may have been doing this maybe a little bit more subconsciously, but here today I'm asking us, let's be self-aware. What things do we have around us? What things have we placed in our path or not placed in our path? What things do we walk by a lot? What things do we have to look at a lot? What things do we have to smell a lot or not smell? What kind of people are we purposefully coming in contact with or not coming in contact with? Like these are all great questions and they press deeper into there's part of the reason why I do what it is that I do. But purposefully harboring and creating an environment, if we drill down deeper into that, why have I created such an environment it goes down further into, and we're not going to get into this today, but it goes down further into what is my self-image? What is the picture that I have of myself? What beliefs do I have that if I even structure this environment this way, that it's actually going to work? For many of us, that's where we need to start. We've created our environments based on our beliefs and our self-image. That's what we've done. So, you know, what way, what way does the arrow go? Does my environment strengthen, solidify my confidence in myself and my self-belief? Does it go from habit to or environment to confidence and self-image? Does the arrow run that way? Or does the arrow run from the way of self-image going and moving towards environment and habits? And once I have this self-image, then the arrow moves that way. Or is it bi-directional? Or does it even matter? I'm going to leave it there because I think this would be good for us to think about. What do you think the answer is? I'm out, folks. Y'all have a fantastic rest of your day.